Welcome to Right on Q. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Tri. You're listening to episode 17, Sojourner's Satisfaction. Today we have Lillian with us to talk about growing as a writer over time. Can you tell the listeners a few things about yourself? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am a graduate of the One Year Adventure Novel Program. I'm currently a mentor on the forum there. I am a senior at Liberty University. I'm studying filmmaking. Those all sound cool. So I guess just to start off, like, do you want to tell us like a bit about your writing journey and just anything like you'd like to say to start this off? Yeah, so... I can talk a little bit about my personal journey as a writer. I started writing, I guess I was like 13, 14, and my brother had gotten the one-year adventure novel curriculum, which is the, um, it's a writing curriculum that allows you to write a novel in a year. He was he had already been telling stories, and I thought that was super cool, so I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be like Daniel. Well, then I was like, actually, I want to beat Daniel. So I wanted, I wanted to um, not only be a writer like Daniel, but I wanted to be a better writer than Daniel, which is a super awesome motivation to getting into a, like a, you know, a lifelong artistic habit that did not last super long. <laughs> so I started going to like the um, yearly reunions that they would have with the OEN community. And I, I started a couple of stories I didn't really get super far with them. I was projecting a lot. I was kind of just wanted attention. (laughs) After a while, I kind of started getting burnt out about it, understandably. And I kept like making myself do it for a while because I was like, and by that time, like my sister was writing too. So, and then my, uh, my, my fourth sibling also started writing. And so it was like this whole family thing. And I was like, I gotta be a part of this. I love, most of my friends are writers, but after a while I couldn't do it anymore. So I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? I don't have to be a writer. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to be a writer. And that was awesome. So I quit. (laughs) Obviously, I, you know, started again because I'm here now. But it was very freeing to be able to say, you know what, I don't have to do this anymore. And just like walk away from it. And it was good that I did that because I was in it for the wrong reasons. So about a year, two years, I'm not sure how long the break was. But actually, it was it was um, nasty. The uh, National Story Year thing that um, the Silverbird on the forum loves to do. That was back before she ran it, and she like started bugging me on my profile, like you should do this thing. And I was like, ah, well, I don't really write that much anymore. And she goes, it's just fourteen words a day. Surely you can do fourteen words a day. I'm sure you've heard this spiel. And so I was like, you know what? fine, whatever. It could be fun. I kind of have this story that I've, that I've been wanting to try out. It's 14 words a day. I can do that. So I did that. And so I set the minimum word count goal of 5,000 words. And I worked on this like novel about this uh, amnesiac assassin chick living on another planet 300 years in the future. And I got to 5,000 words in like the first couple of months. And I was like, okay, that was fun. So then I up my goal to 10,000. And then I up my goal to 20,000. And by the end of the year, I had finished the rough draft of my first novel at about 79,000 words. <laughs> wow. Which is the most I'd ever written ever. So that was really, really cool. After that, I was like, you know what? I think I want to keep doing this. So I got back into writing, but at that point, and hopefully still at this point, I was doing it for me. It was a thing that I was passionate about doing, and I was just doing it because it was something I wanted to do. 
So it's a lot more sustainable now <laughs> than uh, trying to, you know, be better than somebody else. You should never, you should never get into writing for somebody else. It should be for you. So that was 2017 that I finished that. So then we have 18, 19, and 20 that I didn't actually, or maybe I finished in 2018. I haven't finished anything else since then. Well, finished, I finished a rough draft, but I'm still working on that book, rewriting it. And it's now become a series. I wanted to make it a TV show and I made it my senior thesis short film. And now it, it has me by the throat and it will not let me go in some, in one shape or form. I, I, I want to eventually, you know, finish the series maybe by the time I'm 30. That'd be cool. That's probably a good goal. <laughs> As a series writer, I will say that. Series are fun. They are fun. I'm really shocked at the amount to, of commitment that I somehow seem to have for this series because commitment is not a thing that I do very much. I'm very ADHD, so I bounce around from thing to thing. So the fact that I've stuck with this one story for so long kind of tells me like, okay, I think this is, I think this is important. It's really interesting. I think also I wanted to talk about writing as a high schooler versus if you continue writing into college and I guess, you know, past college because I'm almost out of college. But when I was in high school, you know, you have the OEN community. I'm assuming the majority of your listeners are OENers. And so you have this really nice support system. And also in the case of many OENers, they're kind of like, you're only friends. <laughs> so it's very much like, this is what I do, you know, like I am a writer and this and, and these are my friends. We all write and we are weird and it's wonderful. It's a very accepting community and I love it a lot. Well, then you turn 20 and they kick you off the forum and you have to make other friends. <laughs> and that was kind of, that was, that was rough. I think I definitely had a, had an extensive mourning period after I left the forum because I, and I, and by then, you know, I'd gone to college and made some friends. So it wasn't like all alone completely, but it was definitely like this loss of this community where I could just hop on and I could rant about XYZ character problem or just like browse around and find like a CDL to jump in. And so losing that community was kind of, I'm in a background now, but losing that was kind of tough. Um, but it was also really cool because I, what do you call it? I, I, I was set adrift in the real world and I had to find people who were like, for lack of a better word, who were like OENers or who was who were um, creatives and liked storytelling out in the wild, <laughs> which was fun. Well, then I joined a major that is mostly artists called filmmaking. And so I now do have most of my friends tell stories, but they tell them a little differently because it's not just like novelists. So I have screenwriting friends, I have editor friends, I have actor friends, and I have, and I still have a lot of OEN friends that I've managed to keep in touch with past OEN, which is really nice. But it is definitely a change, I think. If you're still writing at this point, you're usually pretty serious about it. So it's definitely a different, it, it, a change in tone, I guess. It's also nice because by this time, you're hopefully better at it, a little more confident. At least hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. We're all super confident. Always. Do you have any big thoughts on finding a new community or just artistic communities in general? I do have thoughts on that, actually. It is definitely more difficult to find a writing community outside of OEN, and you have to be intentional about it because 
when you're on the forum, you can literally like click on and be like, hello, I am here. And your community is like, we embrace you, whether you like it or not. And it, and so there, there's not a whole lot of effort involved. Well, there's effort, you know, to invest in the community, but finding it is you, you go online and that's it. But once you're, uh, you know, out in the wild and no longer, either no longer part of the forum or maybe you're kind of trying to build a life outside of the forum, even if you're still on there, which I do recommend because then when you get kicked at 20, it doesn't suck as much. But I think if you're looking for community outside of the forum, like artistic community, I would see if there's any events that revolve around art or writing. For me, it was pretty easy because I am at college. There's actually a creative writing club. I didn't end up going my major is literally filmmaking, so it was pretty easy to find the writers. And then either you just like talk to people and be like, so what do you want to do? And they say, oh, well, I want to write. And you're like, awesome, give me your number. And then even if you're ever like in the wild, uh, in the wild, but if you're ever out and about and somebody introduces themselves to you and you see like, oh, that they have like, well, you don't want to look at their notebook. But if they have, well, my, my friend handed me a business card because I used to be part of the business school and... It had like an author on there. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you an author? And she was like, yes. And I was like, can I have your number? So whenever you, whenever you find a wild writer, you follow them immediately or you hold on to them. Also, um, social media actually is really helpful. I'm not the biggest advocate for social media. I technically have one. I don't really use it that much. But it's very nice for connecting with people who are, of a, for lack of a word, a certain kind of people. So if I want to find a bunch of filmmakers, I can, it, people will have it in their bio or they'll have a lot of photos that like involve that. So, and, and a lot of writer people will have writer in their bio. So you, you go to one writer friend and then you like see that they've tagged somebody else who's a writer friend and then you go introduce yourself to them. So social media makes networking a whole lot easier by category. But yeah, I'd say be intentional about it and see if there's any events you can go to and see if you know anybody who knows anybody. Those all seem like really good ideas. Thank you. I pretty much like not even quadrupled, maybe like quintupled the number of friends I had when I got to college. So I finally had like a pool of people to draw from. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, people. Networking is fun. I can think of like other options for a community, but of course they involve lots of money. It's like you go to writing workshops or writing um, conferences. I know there are paid online, like writing classes where you can meet other people there. But of course, there's always money. So (laughs) if that's a problem, then there are obviously other alternatives. Also, I'd say this may sound weird, but if you like, if you, you know, if you like wear the t-shirt of your favorite show, people who are, who also like that show and aren't super shy will come up to you and be like, hey, I like that show. And you'll be like, yeah. And you'll like start talking about it and you'll bond over the show. You can like, for lack of a better word, advertise your writeriness <laughs> by like, if you have a writing t-shirt, go ahead and wear it. Or if you have like um, stickers, you can put stickers on your laptop that are about writing or I don't know, like a hat. So if you really want to go hardcore with it, to invite, <laughs> just like waving a flag around is like, I'm a writer, please come talk to me. Yeah, I have a disturbing amount of hoodies and t-shirts that pretty much advertise, hey, I'm a writer. Go wear them in public and make friends. 
<laughs> Definitely say from the perspective of someone who is an introvert and shy to in new situations, it is worth it. Every time I've gone and sat down with someone and gotten to know them, it's been worth it. And you only get what you get out of, like, you only get what you put into something. If you don't talk to anyone, no one's going to, well, some people may come up and talk to you, but if you don't make effort to go and talk to people, you may not get anyone to come and talk to you. Absolutely. If you want to have friends, you have to be one. I think it was easier for me as, well, when I was an Oyan, I actually thought I was an introvert, but at some point I, actually an Oyan was, an Oyaner was the first person who told me I was an extrovert and I was like, what? But it, def- it definitely is easier, I think, as an extrovert to do the whole networking thing. But if you're an introvert, it's just, I think, you have to be more strategic about it. And there's a lot of bravery involved. But maybe just be strategic about where you're putting your energy into. Like, if you're going to events all the time and you're not making any good connections, then maybe don't waste your time doing energy doing that. But um, if, like, social media works for you, you can... Try doing that. It also gets easier too. It will be, especially like the first times you ask or like starting conversations can be very terrifying, especially if currently the mood is silent. But as you do it more often, it does eventually get easier. It it will still, it, it could still be difficult. I, I definitely say that, but it gets easier. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> you just need to practice it. I actually, I used to have, I still have the note. I don't use it as much anymore, but I have a, like a list of conversation starters or like questions. It, the, the document's called questions people love answering. And I just come up with questions that I, to ask people if, I, if I'm ever like getting to know someone and I'm trying to make small talk. If it doesn't come naturally to you, the whole networking thing, I wouldn't force it. Like, like you don't want to be fake. I think being prepared is is fine. I wouldn't like, if you're not the kind of person who really, if you don't actually want to like know about them, then, you know, don't ask, like don't lie. But it doesn't hurt to like be prepared and kind of think about it. It's like have a little couple of conversation starters in your back pocket that you can just kind of refer to. Like what, what I do with, what I do with writers, I normally say, um, have you been working on anything recently? Or what kind of stories do you like to write? And then what you do is when they tell you that, you dig deeper. You don't just keep asking a bunch of questions. You go, instead of like, I, I, they can't see my hands. Instead of going horizontally and like, okay, what's your favorite color? What kind of stuff do you like to write? How long have you been writing? Then it starts to sound like, an, like, uh, like a questionnaire. You don't want to do that. It's a conversation. So you go, um, I'll say like, what kind of stuff do you like to write? And then they'll say, oh, I really like writing epic fantasy. And then I said, oh my gosh, have you ever read Brandon Sanderson? And they go, yes, I have. And I go, oh my goodness, okay, I'm, I'm almost done Rhythm of War. It was amazing. What, what are your thoughts? What are your favorite characters? And then, and then you know, it's easy to talk about Brandon Sanderson for hours, but you, you get a conversation going and then you might say like, you could volunteer some information about yourself. Like I was really inspired by how Brandon Sanderson, you made up his own fantasy creatures. So I've been making my own fantasy creatures. And then you can like talk about some of the fantasy creatures you've been making. And if they're like, you know, one of those cool, interesting writer people, they usually jump on board with it. Like, oh, that's so cool. And then they might tell you about the exotic uh, fantasy food that they invented or like this really cool cultural aspect. You can get, you can get talking down that rabbit hole for a while. It's kind of just like, latching on to details they'll say and then and then you're like oh my gosh I can talk about that more and then if if keeping conversations going is an effort for you 
the strategy I normally go with is, I mean, if you even want, if you want to keep the conversation going, if you, if you want to go home, don't keep asking questions. <laughs> but if you want, if you want to keep the conversation going and learn more about them, then ask thoughtful questions regarding what they're saying. Like you want to listen, yeah, active listening, right? Like if someone says like, oh, well, I write comedy, then you might say, that's really cool. What made you choose that? Or if they'll say like, um, if they say like something really specific, there might be a story behind it. Like if they're like, oh, I, um, I write about assassins. It'll be like, really? What got you into assassins? Which I guess is the same thing as the, as the comedy thing. If you say like, like, what are you working on? It's like, oh, I'm, uh, I just actually finished a book and I'm taking it to a publisher. We're like, oh, that's really cool. I've never pursued publishing. What's that like? Has that been difficult? So, you know, you can just like keep asking questions about the things that they say. Don't, you know, interrogate them. A conversation is like passing back and forth a ball, right? So you don't hog the ball the whole time and you don't keep throwing the ball back at them and making them uh, do, do things with it. You hold it for a little bit, you toss it back and they hold it for a little bit and then they toss it back. It should be more of like, uh, even just like handing over the ball. You're not, you're not throwing it. I do that as an acting exercise with uh, my actors sometimes because I, I like to direct. And um, I'll say like, this ball is the momentum of the conversation. And I said, when you feel like passing the ball, pass the ball. If you don't feel like passing the ball, don't pass the ball. And um, I said, if you feel like throwing the ball, throw the ball. If you feel like walking away with the ball, walk away. And then they, and then it, it's really cool to like visually see the energy of the conversation. Cause you know, if it's a, if, if it's in a story, you're not trying to have a polite conversation. So the, and then with, with um, two characters, they were having like this big confrontation. We actually replaced it with like a blanket roll and they shoved it into each other, like as they were arguing. And I was like, you could see the energy like between them. And then the, the scene went so much better. That was a rabbit trail, but fun acting exercises. Does sound fun? Another thing is, you know, asking to see people's work. Like, if people say they don't, well, I haven't met a writer who hasn't enjoyed sharing. If they sound like someone that you really want to get to know, you could ask. Like, they say, like, oh, I, like, like, what have you written? They're like, oh, I don't, I've done some short stories. Well, I wouldn't say right away, can I read one? Because that's a little, that's like a little abrupt. But if you're like, if you're getting along really well and you're like, like, oh my gosh, new friend, you'd be like, um, hey, if you ever need beta readers or that, that's like, beta readers is basically like, you're a few drafts in and they read it and they tell you if it's good. Basically critiquers, but of reading the whole thing. Or you say like, well, if you ever like want to send over anything you've written, I'd love to like take a look at it. That, that sounds really cool. You don't want it. And if they send you the writing, don't critique it if they don't ask you to. <laughs> don't do that. Like sometimes and sometimes if someone sends me their writing I'll say I'm like well if, I, if I'm being really blunt I'll be like do you want critique or hype one or two like I mean I can do both but like I'll ask them what they're looking for but when, when the one time I I was I had my script sitting next to me and in the editing lab in the film school and one of the seniors came by and I kind of knew him but he's like, oh, is that your script? And I said, yeah. And he said, can I read it? And I said, sure, because I was just working on something else. And he reads it. And then he finishes it and he hands it back to me. He's like, that was really cool. And then he sits down and starts, like, telling me what was wrong with it. And I was like, sir, <laughs> I'm trying to work. <laughs> I'll let you know if I want critiques. Yeah, that was the only time I ever got, like, uninvited critiques. But, yeah, I usually, yeah, it's kind of a politeness thing if they ask for it you can give it but if they don't ask for it like you don't have to be their critique partner even if you're writer friends 
Yeah, but at least give comments because it annoys me when people read stuff and don't give comments because I want to know what they think. Right, right. So and and, and if you and if you want to know what they think, then you can ask or then you can say that like, um, yeah, tell me what you think. If they say tell you tell me what you think, then I might say, are you looking for critiques or just like general like what I think of it, and then. If they ask you what you think, they probably are asking for critiques. I try not to like. I try. I try to just be sure, you know. And if they send me something, I'll. I'll definitely say like. Um, if I want, like you know, if I want to like maintain the relationship, I want to love what they love. So I'll be like, yeah, I love this. I love this bit so much. My favorite part was was when the um the person said this one line. It like it gave me chills. That was so cool. And I really love how sassy this character is. I really related to them. So you can do the whole like um critique sandwich thing, except just the just the compliments. <laughs> <laughs> one other thing that's super important if you want to continue writing and, and you're either growing out of the forum or you've graduated from the forum is you want to start a writing group or you want to find a writing group I'd say like I mean I don't think writers should be alone I think we get sad and you know if you're not showing your work to anybody besides yourself it's probably not getting better and if you want your work to get better you want people and you want uh, accountability partners and someone you can be like Zeph is not cooperating. She will not go to the side of the city. She, I hate it. Help. <laughs> or if I'm like, Solace just did this really cute thing. Or I, actually, I sent my, I have a little uh, writing group and I sent them a headcanon the other day. I was like, so I think when Zeph, when the whole like series is over, Zeph starts gardening. And I want you guys to imagine an angry <laughs> Zeph like pounding tomato sticks into the ground and then offering, um, uh, a homegrown strawberry to XYZ other character and like daring her him with her eyes to like say he doesn't like it <laughs> and they were like that's so cool and I felt so like you know validated I was like people and like they know my characters and they can like enjoy my story with me so I definitely think having a writing group is a good idea if you can and this one's actually harder I think than finding writer friends because you may have writer friends but you don't want to be critique partners with them I think you got to be more choosy about critique partners than you are about writing friends because there's some people you're like oh yeah I love them as a as a person but I we have a lot of differing beliefs or styles on writing or maybe I have a friend who's just starting out writing well I had the situation I had a friend who's just starting out writing and I've been writing for seven years. So our, the difference in our skill levels is a lot. And the kind of group I was looking for was experienced writers. So I think when I, when I made my group, I was fortunate. To, actually, I've done this twice, so I can, I can do this. I've made two different groups. The first group I made, I had my brother, who is a writer. Obviously, he's, he's the, the reason I started. Well, when I first started, I had my brother... I had one other OEN friend, actually, who happened to go to the school. And then this guy that we'd met, like, my brother met him, like, the first day of school. And then this one other guy that was on my brother's hall. And we didn't get super far. Actually, no, there, and there was one other OENer. So a lot of more, actually, uh, OENers, which was cool. And I think we met probably, like, a grand total of 12 times, which was cool. And I think we met, like, once a week. But it was difficult because there was a wide variety of skill levels and people weren't like that interested in doing it. So it kind of died off after a while. I called it, um, we called it the Children of Aslan because we were being pretentious. My current critique group is currently called an hour of catnip discussion. So that's fun. We're, we're professionals. My, my friend right now, who actually, 
came over with he, he he was in that old critique group and he's in this one as well so um that was cool but he he's currently just adding spamming peach emojis in every single channel because you know in discord you can like react <laughs> with an emoji so it's like doubled the length of most chats and cause, and I was I, I made the mistake of deleting them the first time he did it because he just put a few actually he just put one and I deleted it and that sparked a war that I that I could not win oh, so no. now there's just peaches everywhere but I was a lot choosier when I started this group because last group I just like I kind of I was like does anybody want to do this with me and and a few people did and it like you know it it, it kind of worked but in this group actually I'm kind of surprised because we were just supposed to do it over the course of winter break like meet like four times and then be done. But I was pretty choosy when I started. I grabbed like one of my Oyun friends who I'd like been friends with for a really long time. And then I grabbed another Oyener who was in a critique group with me like at a workshop. And it, that was the only critique group that I ended up working through the summer with. And so I knew I really liked his writing. And then my friend Sam, who came over from the other group, not really came over, there was like two years gap he started screenwriting with me because he's in the film group with me. So he does both novels and screenwriting. So I wanted his perspective. And then the other person we added has not written anything. However, he reads a lot. And he and I've talked to him a lot about stories and novels. And I liked his perspective because he's coming into this not really knowing how to write necessarily because he hasn't done it before but he knows how to read and he knows what a good story looks like. So he's coming from this perspective of someone who just blitzes through novels and, and knows what makes a good, and so, so he, it, it, I don't know, it gives him an interesting perspective as a critiquer. And he's like really excited about keeping the group going. So that was the one person that I let in with no experience. <laughs> I was a little, I was a little iffy about it at first because I was like, I don't know. And and we could like we could tell and I think he could tell when he brought his first excerpt. It was actually like years old, so it was okay that for us to all call it bad because it was like 4 years ago for him. But you could tell that it was like newer writing style. But we didn't focus on that cuz we're like and I think he's a lot older, so when you're like a 13-year-old writer starting out, it takes some time, but he's like 20 something, so I think it won't take him too long to level up and he's really serious about it. So we we're still meeting which is really cool. We meet like twice a week and I'm really enjoying that. I wasn't sure if it would work out initially, but it's been going really well. And they may end up listening to this at one point if I ever send it to them. So I hope I said nice things. They sound like nice things. So Good. I love them. They sound fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's always nice to have a critique group. <laughs> I think all three of us are part of, or like just like a writing group that you can just, or people that have read your writing and know your characters and especially if you're going through a series if you're writing a series you need to have people who have gone all the way through and know because right. the series i'm working on has five books they're short books they're like 20 to thirty thousand words but they're still it's still five books and i'm on the third and my critique group is at this point is the only one who's gotten as far as they are and is still critiquing it, so it's very nice. <laughs> and also, we can come up with like head cannons and all that. Isn't that like super validating when someone else comes to you with a head cannon about your character and like theories? Yeah, and all that. It's very fun to hear. <laughs> My friend will send me little gifts of angry cats and be like, "Look, it's Seth." I'm like, "I love you." <laughs> <laughs> You're so kind. 
Oh, I was going to talk about how to make one. I've just been talking about, I guess that's helpful, right? If, if I talk about how to make one. <laughs> um, okay, so there's first how to find one, which you may not have a lot of luck with. I have never found one. I've always made them because I like to make things. But I'd keep your ears open if you have any writer friends, like be like, hey, are you like in any like groups or anything? Like, do you know of any uh, writing groups? There's also like Facebook. It's a little sketchier because you don't really know who's going to be in that group. I'm sure there's a lot of writing groups on Facebook. My recommendation would be, I'm going to talk about making one because I've never actually found one. I've always made one. But you want to make sure that everyone wants similar things out of the group. Because if you have someone have someone who like wants it as a hobby or like um, or, or okay say they're in a creative writing class and they uh, want feedback on assignments and then you've got someone who is and they've never written a day in their life a page and they've never written a page in their life and then you've got someone who's been writing for ten years and is trying to get their third novel published not gonna be a great matchup with skill levels. So probably look for people, I'd say in a similar skill level range to yours. So if you are like just starting out, then you could find people who are just starting out. And then they have a couple of people who are a little older who can help you elevate your skill level. And also if you're, if you're new, I, I take a lot of writing classes, watch YouTube videos, read books, because at that point you need a lot of instruction. Once you get, I mean, you always need instruction. I still like to watch YouTube videos and read books and stuff. Not as much as I'd like because I'm really busy. But there's a certain level you get to when you're when you're really more into peer review mode, which is where I'm getting to. I'm not I'm, obviously I'm not above learning new things because the, the the more the more you learn about writing, the more you're like I know nothing. But <laughs> when you get we get to a certain point, you're like okay, I've got the basic skills down. I just need to know if what I'm trying to say is coming across well. But I I, I would look for people who kind of. I get a little bit of a range. Like I said, I have, I think one chick in my group has been writing longer than me. And then I've got a couple OENers and then my friend who's been doing it for a long time. And then one guy who just started. He, he's an exception because I know he's going to grow pretty fast. But yeah, just make sure there's not too much of a mismatch thing. And then you've got like, make sure you have a similar idea of when, how often you want to meet. Like if you've got one person who's like, I want to meet twice a week. I want to do, or three times a week for three hours at a time. My person's like, yeah, I could come once a month. It's like, okay, <laughs> that's probably not going to vibe. So if you are just like, want to casually do it, like, and you're more into it for like the community, then maybe like once a week or once a month is fine. But if you're like, I want to finish this novel, I want to get it published, I want to make it the best uh-huh. it can be, then you might want to, if you're like that full time with it, then I'd look for a higher level of commitment. I thought of one other thing that's like super important about making a writing group. Make sure that like, if you do not write horror, like I don't write horror, don't get into a group with someone whose favorite thing to write is horror. Or if like, if you're talking to somebody about like writing and they talk about how much they hate dystopians and you're a dystopian writer, again, me, don't do it. (laughs) Like they're not gonna like your work because they don't like the genre, not because like they don't like the quality of your work. Also, if you can, try to read some of what they've written before. I didn't vet everybody that way. I'd read a lot of their work before. I think only the one guy who, who was new, I hadn't read his stuff. Again, he was a real wild card. 
but it ended up working out really well. But that way, if you like read someone's work and you hate their writing style, don't start a group with them. Like that's not gonna be good for either of you because you're just gonna be hating their style. It, but on, on the other flip side, if you really love what somebody's written, you're like, wow, I really, really like this. I feel like I could help them so much. Like I wanna be involved with this project. I, th- I really like the way they write. I, bet I want them to show me how to write like that. Then that's like a good sign. You're like, okay. That one's that that one I want in my group, and then you know start small, like start like two or three people, be, or instead of like starting a group with ten people because then you it's harder to like cut people out than to invite new people. I've never had to kick anyone out of a group, and I can't imagine it would be very very fun. So <laughs> it's much it's better to it's easier to say no to someone joining the group than to say, hey, I know you joined the group, but uh, we don't like you anymore, so get out. That's never fun. So start with like the minimum, like the minimum you can do a group with and like add people slowly. Probably like limit of six, depending on like, no, I'd say limit of six. I think I have five in my group right now and I'm happy with that. I'd like to add, I'd like to add one more person. So if I can add one more person, I will, because then we can split it to three people go Tuesday, three people go Thursday. Because if you've ever done like critique groups at the summer workshop, it's nice. And it's a good introduction to critique groups. I, I, that's why I like to make the distinction between critique groups and writing groups, because, and I don't know if that's worked for anybody else, but it works for me in my brain. Because critique group at a summer workshop, you have one excerpt. They don't know your story very well. You have 20 minutes for each, each day and you kind of get like an overview. But with a writing group, you have a lot more time. You are maybe reading a whole chapter or you're just bringing a whole outline. And like, if you can get an hour to talk, that's great because you can actually invest time in it and like start brainstorming ideas and a lot of people can talk. So right now we only have three people who come consistently. And so um, if there's one day when no one has anything, I'm like, well, we can just read a bunch of chapters of Faded Identity. Like I've got, I've got faded content for days here. So <laughs> right now we're kind of all in a dry spot because we're all really busy. Cause I think most of us are college students. So we're like, oh, I got nothing new, but I've got this old thing. So try to set it up so that you have more time than just that 20 minutes. It's a lot easier to like really invest and get to know each story. Yeah, that sounds like good tips. That's to say that even if you like someone's writing a lot and think like they're a really cool writer and it'd be cool to be associated with them, but you don't like them as a person, don't invite them to your group because that's also a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. That will not end well. It will not. Also, if you like, there, there's stuff, there's like red flags, you know, even it, it, there's red flags in relationships, there's red flags in writing partnerships. So if someone like, and this is going to sound bad, but if you've read their work, and it's not like it's beginner to moderate level and they're like yeah i'm pursuing publishing that's not to say that they aren't there it definitely doesn't mean they're not a good writer but if they like but if 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 you try to like you're like point out a couple of things or i mean obviously only if they ask but if if, yeah if they ask you like what do you think and you go um if you point out a couple of like things that you think are issues and they get like really defensive or if they're like, like, what are you talking about? Like, like this is, the, I, I, I published this. This is like perfect. Then maybe not, maybe not. May, try to find people who can receive criticism and take it well. Also people who can give criticism well. That was, a, as I said earlier, that was an issue 
with my group starting out was that um, they would just dive right in with critiques and things that were wrong with it, and they would like shred something. And it's it the, the stuff they were saying was great, but there's like you need to mix it with some positive feedback. So we ended up ironing that out. But if someone is like super critical and you don't like the kind of feedback they're giving, you don't want to sign up for like weeks on end of hearing that. On the flip side, if they only have nice things to say and they're really not helping your story grow, again, probably not a good fit. It was helpful for me that I I was lucky because I kind of knew a lot of them. I'd say maybe maybe don't start a group right away. If you're like, say you've like just gotten to college and you want to do writing things. Um, if you can find any OENers at your college, they're a rare breed, but they exist. If you can't find any OENers at your college, uh, meet, meet up with them because they're usually pretty cool. But um, maybe get, get some friends first. Like, get to know them, see if they're, like, someone you want to spend a lot of time with, and then start approaching them one-on-one, like, hey, would you be interested in starting a critique group together? It's also nice because I started the group. I kind of feel like I get a say in, like, who joins the group or what we're doing. I also am very uh, assertive, (laughs) so I usually end up in charge of whatever I'm doing. So it helps when you're the person who kind of started it that I can be like, okay, guys, what would you say about moving to meeting on Wednesdays? Because this isn't working anymore. And we we ended up moving from like from two to four to we moved to two thirty to four thirty because people were late all the time. I was late because I got a class at two, so I was like, eh. yeah, it's not working. That is the benefit of starting a critique group. You kind of get to be in charge. Yeah, it's a lot easier to find something if you're the one that's starting it. Mm-hmm. If you can't find it, build it. So do you have any final thoughts or anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners as we finish up? So I guess this does kind of veer off a little bit to the side of what I was saying earlier, but I think it still is a good thing to say. Just because you are a writer... And, and actually, I usually will say instead, like, I write. I, I will sometimes say I'm a writer. But you do want to make sure that you're not wrapping up your entire identity in what you do. And, and that actually even um, goes into, uh, can be applied in, like, critique groups. If someone gives you a really, like, negative piece of feedback. And, you're, and you start to question your worth as a human being. Because you're like, oh my gosh, this chapter sucked. It's like... Okay, yes, the chapter sucked, but you're still a human being. You're still a lovely person. You're still worthy of respect. You're still made in the image of God. Like that doesn't your 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 ability to create does not have anything to do with your worth as a person. And you want to be careful to make sure that your identity as a person is I am a person. I am a child of God. Little tags on on the side of that are cool like I am a writer. I am a costume designer. I have ADHD that's quirky and fun. I like cats. Like, they're all things about you. They're not you. So love yourself as a person. And if you love yourself as a person, you will love yourself as a writer. Yeah, I think that also almost, um, this is kind of going off the side trail, so I will just say this quickly, that it also, being a writer isn't also just identified in one book. 
just because one book isn't as good as it could be or isn't going anywhere doesn't mean you can't write. It just maybe means that, that story idea isn't working out right now. That's good. Okay, well, thank you for coming on. Thank really you fun. so much for having me. Hi, this is you. so great. I got to chatter for 50 minutes. Okay, so this episode's friend writing quote is the difference between the right word and the almost right word is the difference between lightning and a lightning bug by Mark Twain. I like that. I like that a lot. That upsets me as as a um someone who struggles with perfectionism <laughs> because you can spend uh, like yeah. 20 minutes trying to find the right word. You're like, "Ah." But sometimes I'll just like kind of make a mental note or I'll even mark it like or you you just write it bad and then you, you go back and fix it. But sometimes you could like go through and like highlight little things like, I want to say this different. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. Keep writing. See you next time.